Miller Alexander became the youngest and first woman to be a top 10 finalist for the Boeing Florida Space Coast Operations Engineer of the Year Award. She was NASA's official mission assurance manager responsible for the last launch of the space shuttle mission. Tiffany's dream of working at NASA all started in the sixth grade. Her inspiration and motivation were her faith in God and her mother, who was not only the first person in her family to earn a college degree, but who also showed tremendous strength overcoming cancer. It was amazing to hear Tiffany share how she embraces every challenge, every obstacle, every even small opportunity, knowing and believing they are actually incredible life experiences if you allow them to be. I'm so excited to share our conversation. I'm Mary Lee, and this is STEM Boldly. I've been working at the Kennedy Space Center for 19 years. I'm just amazed at that because I just, it just doesn't seem that long, I guess, because I'm just enjoying it so much. But I've been there for 19 years and I started off as a payload electrical engineer working for the International Space Station. So I was fresh out of school and I became the power quality lead engineer. So my responsibility was to ensure for every payload, whether it was standalone or integrated, to ensure there was stable power throughout the entire configuration. And so I pretty much dealt with every payload that is up there right now with the International Space Station, except for the very first one, the S0. I I came after that that was there. But just being a part of that was was amazing. So I did that for eight years. And then after that, I got the opportunity to become a quality engineer for NASA. So I was a contractor first with the Boeing company for eight years, and then I became a quality engineer for NASA. So I began to work on the shuttle program. And so I made sure I verified that the requirements were being met for quality products. And I was also a part of the material review board in which we would look at all of the changes that were being made to different materials or aspects of the shuttle, we would have to verify that the process was being followed properly and that there were no risks that were um, being involved. So I did that for about two or three years, and that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that, just being able to work with the space shuttle. After doing that, I got the opportunity to become a mission assurance manager. That was amazing. That was by far my most favorite thing to do. So I became the mission insurance manager. I was the backup for STS-133 and STS-134, but I was the official mission insurance manager for STS-135, which was the very last shuttle mission. So that was very special. It was, it was, I had mixed feelings because it was the very last shuttle mission. So, you know, that's all I knew growing up was the shuttle. But it was also exciting because I knew we were going to venture on to different things, you know, going to Mars and things like that. And my responsibility was to ensure that all of the critical safety and quality issues, that they were all resolved prior to flight. On the day of launch, I leading up to that, we had several reviews and several things I had to, to address and, and take care of and communicate with quality engineers, safety engineers, integration, just various people, even different people from different centers. The climax of it was being in the launch control center and letting my safety director know that we are go for launch, that we have no issues or concerns prior to flight, and then hearing the launch director do the poll 
And when he pulled my safety director for my safety director to say, we are go for launch and sitting in the control room and watching the shuttle launch was just amazing and feeling the vibration from the windows and just seeing it up close like that. That was amazing. That was amazing. I'm just so blessed, so thankful. So after that, I became, after that was the last shuttle mission, I became the transition and retirement project manager for the shuttle. So after the shuttles were retired, I had to ensure from a safety and mission assurance perspective that all of the all of the vehicles were transported to their final destination safely. After that was finished, I moved on to become the GSDO, which is the Ground Systems Development and Operations, the lead quality engineer. We're now called the Exploration Ground Systems, but that was the name at the time. So I began to work as the lead quality engineer working with SLS, which is the new vehicle space launch system, and Orion, working with those spacecraft missions and just establishing processes for meeting the quality standards and requirements and the government mandatory inspection points. So I did that for a while, and now I'm in my current position, did that for about four years, and now I am the EGS Safety Branch Chief. So what I do now is I um, implement our program safety and I look at all of the subsystems. I lead the team that looks at all of the subsystems and the facilities that support exploration ground systems operations from a safety perspective. And we look at everything from the initial design of the hardware to the completion of the hardware. And we test the hardware, we verify it, and we make sure that everything is good to go, the hardware and the facilities to support the space launch system and the Orion for launch. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. I have a great team and we really work well together. And that's pretty much the beginning to the end where I am now. Wow. And you have done so much in your career. Do you have a favorite moment or story that really stands out for you on the job? Oh, wow. It would definitely be the mission assurance manager doing that and um, seeing the entire mission from the beginning to the end um, with the hardware, with the vehicle, with stacking the vehicle, the shuttle and the vehicle assembly building, watching it go out to the pad. And then the final stage of us being in the launch control center and seeing the shuttle launch STS-135. That was amazing. That was by far my, my best experience. But just the fact that I'm at the Kennedy Space Center doing what I do every day, every day is just awesome to me. So, but that would be by far my favorite. So for people who haven't been in the control room, what is that feeling like? Wow, it's it's surreal because you know there are people in the shuttle right now. So first of all, you say a little prayer and make sure everything goes goes well. But it's just amazing to know that hey, they're going into outer space or they're going into they're going to the International Space Station, and it's just amazing. And to know working in the Safety Mission Insurance Directorate, it's amazing to know that I played a small role in our team working to ensure that the astronauts are safe. They're the most important thing. I mean, we can get another shuttle if something happens. We can get hardware, but you you can't get another person. So just knowing that we've done the best that we could do to ensure that they make it safely to their destination and return back to us, that's just... It, it's a real big responsibility. So um, it's, it's, it's special when you're in the control room and you, you just know what you've done. you play your part with the entire team to ensure that they, they make it to their destination and return safely. Well, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. That's incredible. At a young age, were you always interested in STEM and engineering? I really don't know 
specifically what age it was, but it was definitely in elementary school. So I was the type of child that was very inquisitive. I always wanted to know how things worked. And one of the things that I enjoyed was music. And my mother bought me a boom box and we had little radios and things like that around the house. So just seeing, seeing the, hearing the music and seeing the equipment was just, just wasn't enough for me. I wanted to know how is this radio providing this music? So without getting in trouble, at least trying my best not to get in trouble, even though I did, I would go around the house and take apart things. So I remember taking apart a radio and just looking at the inside, looking at the amplifier, the transmitter, the diodes, the capacitors. I didn't know what they were at that time, but I was just fascinated, like, wow, all of these things are working together and they're producing the sound. And then I remember taking apart a calculator, just seeing all the parts and just wondering, how is how is all of this working together? So that kind of sparked my interest. And then I remember being outside, driving in the car, and I saw a person, one of the utility people, they were working on the, the poles that carry the electronic electrical power lines. And I said to myself, that's what I want to do. I want to go on up the poles and I want to repair the power when it goes out. I want to be one of those type of people. And even though I only saw men doing that, it didn't it didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even think about that, that I'd only seen men do it. But I just said, that's what I want to do. I want to go up the poles. And when we ever, every time we have a power outage, I want to be uh, the person that goes in and restores the power. And so that was my mindset. Then when I turned 11, my mom's friend, she was a school counselor. My mother is an educator. So one of her friends was a school counselor. And so she was talking to me and she said, Tiffany, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, you know, I said it really boldly. I want to be an electrician. And she said, do you want to be an electrician or an electrical engineer? And so I said to myself, I've never heard that term before. So I asked, what is an electrical engineer? She said, well, electrical engineer is someone who can repair things, but they can also design and build them. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's what I want to do immediately. You know, that flipped my switch. No pun intended. That flipped my switch. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be an electrical engineer. And so I began to just do research and learn about it and read books about it. And that's how I came across wanting to work for NASA, because I knew that was a place that they would need electrical engineers. I knew it was a place where they had a lot of technology and they had the space shuttle and things like that. And I said, well, that would be a place that I would want to work and use my degree when I get become an electrical engineer. And so ever since I was 11 and in the sixth grade, I knew I wanted to be an electrical engineer and I knew I wanted to work for NASA. Wow. So even at a young age, you knew what fascinated you, that curiosity and that excitement for that. Uh, that's really neat. And then taking you kind of on that journey and you already had that, that goal of NASA. What was it like for you to be able to have that dream actually come true? Oh, Wow. That was just amazing. Even now, I've been at the Kennedy Space Center for 19 years, and I still pinch myself when I go to work. I just, I'm just so blessed and so thankful that I get to work at my dream job. So being able to accomplish that, it was just amazing. I'm just, it's just fascinating what we do. Everything, um, we just, we're always on the edge of technology. We're always doing things that are innovative, and that just excites me. So it was just, it was just very, 
encouraging, encouraging to me to actually reach my goal. And that's why I'm, I'm really, really passionate about helping encourage other young people, especially girls that, you know, don't give up on your dreams. Try really, really hard. Work really hard and um, have a good support system. And you just never know. The sky's the limit. What is it about what you do that excites you, that really sparks that passion for you? Wow. For me, I love to design, the designing and building part of engineering. That fascinates me. Just creating things, being creative and being innovative, taking something that is maybe something that already exists and just making it better or just creating something, a new invention or a new product from scratch. That's very exciting to me. And also solving problems. I like solving problems. I like helping um, move things forward and solve problems that can help people to make life easier or better. I also like to troubleshoot. I enjoy that aspect of engineering because when we have a problem, we have to troubleshoot and try to find the solution. First, try to identify where the problem is and then come up with some type of solution. And then you have to be strategic in what you do. You have to have a methodology to what you're doing. And that the whole process, I learn and I grow so much and you learn so much. So I, I really, really enjoy those aspects. Just always growing and learning and doing things to help people um, thinking of different solutions to problems. So just that whole aspect just really fascinates me about engineering. I love that. And I love the fact about how you view problems and problem solving. And what have been your biggest obstacles or challenges and what have you learned from them? Let me see my biggest obstacles. Well, I got a degree. My bachelor's is in electrical engineering. My master's is in industrial engineering and I have a PhD in industrial engineering. So I would think for me, when I started school, one of the biggest obstacles would be the classes. Some of them were really, really hard. And going to school, I was always good in math and science and it always came pretty, pretty easy to me. But college was a real challenge. And if you're not if you're not focused and um, persistent, and I always encourage people, it's good to have a good support system. If you don't have that, I think it makes it really, really hard when you're in school because the classes are tough and, and it could be something that could hold you back if you allow it to. So one of the things that was really, really beneficial for me is that I had a good cheerleader in my corner, which was my mother. She's my number one cheerleader. And so if you're in school, this this was one of the things that helped me get past that. I always had her in my corner. So it's good to have a support system because you can't do it by yourself. You need someone to encourage you because there's times where it gets frustrating. It gets hard and you may want to give up sometimes. But if you have someone that's always in your corner, that's encouraging you, reminding you of your dream, reminding you of what you want to do and just keeping that in the forefront, it makes a world of a difference. So that that helped me. The, the classes, they did not become an obstacle because I had a great support system. And not not only my mom, I had other people around me, um, teachers and people in the community, in the church and different things like that. So I really encourage young people to have a good support system. You need someone to, to lean on to help you as you go through the journey of, of reaching your dreams. Yeah, I think it's so important to have those people in your life to really motivate you and encourage you throughout maybe some of the trials or obstacles or challenges that you might face. And what were the, some of the things uh, that they said to you, the, some of the things that actually really stuck, maybe were in your brain helping you through when you came through those challenges? Right. That's, that's good. I think one of the things for me, 
with my mother, she always reminded me of my dream. And I remember one time calling her from school and I, I told her, I said, Mom, this is so hard. This is so, so much. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about seeing this through to the end. And she reminded me, she said, Tiffany, you've been wanting to do this ever since you were 11 years old. This is your dream. This is all you've been talking about ever since you were 11. You can do it. You can do it. Just keep trying. I'm here. I'm always going to be supporting you. Just keep going at it. Keep moving forward. And so just reminding me and taking me back all the way back to when I was 11, just reminding me of my dream. And, and when she would do that, I just thought to myself, I can't see myself doing anything else. I just, this is what I want to do. And so because that was my dream, I just continued to work hard and I learned to do different things to help me. I didn't just sit there and struggle. I I got with other students that maybe understood some of the, the material or the the, the things that we were learning in class a little bit better than me. I went and got tutoring if I didn't understand something. So I really worked hard and just pressed my way through. My passion to want to do it just kept me going. So and I did whatever needed to be done to, to keep moving forward. And, and it was beneficial to me. That's so great. I can tell you really admire your mom. She sounds like a really strong person. Is it one of those things where you, when you see other people kind of overcoming obstacles and being strong in the midst of it that really helps and motivates you, right? Exactly. Yes. My mother, definitely her entire life, she's overcome a battle with colon cancer and just seeing how she's just been a strength for me. Being raised in a home where her neither of her parents could read or write, they weren't educated, but she went to school and ended up being the first person in her family to earn a college degree. So just seeing the things that she overcame, it just was a great example to me that, that I could do it. If she did it, I could do it. So that was a great role model for me. So I try to encourage other people. You know, if you have a dream or a passion or something that you want to do, lock your eyes on someone that's already doing it. Look to people who have been down that road. They've been down that path and they've accomplished those dreams. Find out how they got there. You know, use it as your role model and that will help motivate you because if they did it, you can do it too. And sometimes it's just a matter of talking to those people or if you if you don't know them personally, watching their documentary and just seeing the, the steps and the things that they went through to get there. And it really encourages you when you see someone else that's already accomplished their dream. It makes me feel good when I see someone follow their dreams because I know how I've just been blessed to to do what I do. And I know how it excites me every day to work at the Kennedy Space Center and work for NASA. So it it fills me with joy to help other people and encourage them, especially the ones that feel that they can't do it or it's impossible. I just really encourage them and let them know you can do it. Don't look at any of the obstacles. Don't let that um, sway you to the left or to the right. Just stay focused and to always see the big picture. That's something that I always try to do. Even when I remember going to some of my classes and I would be, if not the only girl, I was one of few girls in my classes. And, you know, I just never let that um, phase me. I just always knew, hey, I'm in this classroom. Yes, it's majority boys, but I'm here for a reason. This is what I want to do. Um, this is my passion. This is my drive. This is what I'm here for. And I just kept my focus on that and just kept pressing forward. So it brings me joy when I see other people fulfill their dreams. And even if it's not in engineering, just fulfilling their passion. So it, it brings a, a lot of joy to me. What have been the biggest lessons that you've learned in your career? I would say I've learned a lot of lessons. I would say the biggest thing would be to continually grow, to stay growth minded. 
always stretch yourself and um, look for opportunities and, and don't minimize those opportunities. Look for opportunities to stretch yourself and to be challenged. I know for me personally, in my career, even early on, there were times where opportunities were they were put before me and in other people's eyes, they would seem like they were, you know, meaning meaningless tasks or they weren't the flashy um, type of showy tasks. But I would take them because I felt like, well, this is a good opportunity for me. I could I could learn something. And I tell you, just taking those opportunities really uh, taught me a lot. I grew a lot. I learned a lot. And I didn't realize at the time those small opportunities led me to bigger opportunities. Opportunities, And when the big opportunities came, I was already equipped and prepared because I didn't minimize those small opportunities that came my way. I always looked for for places where I can grow and learn and just be better. So I think over my whole career, I've, I've always tried to be growth minded, just always grow, always stretch myself and always be better, continually learning, continually improving myself and being better. I like that, especially since, you know, everybody wants like the big promotion or the, the big, the big kind of deal. But you're saying that every opportunity, even if it's small, yes. that that's how you grow and that's how you succeed, even in those bigger opportunities that you are prepared Yes, that's right. It's like running without the ball. You know, if you see a football player and if you, you, you the ball hasn't come to you yet, but you're running in the position, you have your arms in position for that ball. So when the football comes, you're already ready and you're postured to take that on. And so when you take those small opportunities, it may not look like a big deal. And you may not see until years down the road that that opportunity benefited you. But if you take them and you you learn from them. You can even learn from people's mistakes. You can learn from anyone and anything, even even what not to do so that you don't make those mistakes. So just taking everything and learning from that and just always being growth minded and seeing how can I use this? How, how can this benefit me? How can I grow from this situation? Even if I fail, I'm going to fail forward. How can I use this for my next opportunity or something for something else down the road? So when you think that way, when those bigger opportunities come, you're you're equipped, you're ready, you're ready to go. That's some wisdom right there. And, you know, when people fail, they think, OK, that's it. You know, maybe maybe I am a failure, maybe that just, you know, and and kind of personalizing that rather than how you said about failing forward. I think that's a concept that I'm really, uh, really thinking about and really adopting in my own life. Um, How did you first even come across that? Wow. Just thinking in that way. I think one good example is I remember I was uh, the, a new engineer working for the Boeing company, and they needed someone to be the power quality engineer. No one wanted to do it because it, it took a lot of work. And they were to use the tools to take power stability measurements would take sometimes an entire day. It was just it was just a tedious job, a lot of work, a lot of um, configuration um documents that you had to do. It just took a lot of time. But me being a new, fresh, out-of-school engineer, I was just excited. I was just excited to be there. I was living my dream, so it I, I wasn't looking at that. And so they needed someone to fulfill that role, and I, I said, I'll do it. You know, no one else wanted to do it. And they were like, why? She's crazy. Why is she doing that? And so I'm just eager, and I'm excited, and I took this methodology that was already in place that would take hours and hours and hours to do. And I started brainstorming and thinking about how can this process be a little bit better? How can I make this better? And 
in all of that, I was able to use a new method in which we were able to take measurements in comparison to before it was eight hours to take the frequency response measurements. I was able to figure out a way to take the measurements in 45 minutes. And so, yes. And so doing that, doing that, I was able to save to help our company, the Boeing company, working with other team members. It wasn't just me by myself, but leading this effort, I was able to save the Boeing company hundreds and thousands of dollars and ultimately NASA hundreds and thousands of dollars. And it was just being in here, seeing this problem, seeing that something needed to be improved. I knew eight hours was a long time and and it just was a lot of work, but just being creative, thinking of a new idea and just brainstorming, working with the team, we were able to get it down to 45 minutes and save the company money and ended up saving NASA money. And when I learned from that, I was like, wow, this was something that no one else wanted to do. I wanted to do it. No one else wanted to do it. And it just opened up doors for me. I was, I ended up being nominated for engineer of the year. I wasn't even expecting that. And that was something I was able to put on my resume that opened up a door for me to actually work for NASA as a quality engineer. So little things like that, just my mindset at the time was just to take on this role to learn and to grow and be better. And in that, it opened up other doors for me. So I think just at the beginning of my career, I just learned, hey, don't minimize these opportunities. If you can learn and get something out of it, you may not see the benefit at the moment, but it can benefit you down the road. So just always grow and learn. And I think I learned that early on in my career. Wow, really looking at everything as an opportunity. That's so great. Is there um, something that you're you're most proud of in your whole career? I would say mission insurance manager was the, the, the thing I'm most proud of because I grew up looking at the shuttle and seeing shuttle launches. You know, I live in Central Florida, so I, I used to see them growing up in my backyard. So it was just awesome to actually be in the launch control room and actually see it up close and in person and, and be a part of the team that helped to ensure this the astronaut safety. But I think another part that I really, really love about my career and one of the best parts is going to the schools and speaking to kids. I'm a part of the Kennedy Space Center Speakers Bureau and just being able to go and encourage kids, especially girls, to follow their dreams and just to encourage them that if this is something that you are passionate about, if this is something that you love to do, just go for it, you know, and and find people that are already doing it and just be inspired by that and see that if they did it, you can do it too. So I really enjoy doing that. So just inspiring other people because at one time I was that kid in the audience when I would see other women get up and speak and talk about engineering. So that inspired me to do a lot of the things that I'm doing today. So I love to give back and encourage other people because I know how it was such a blessing to me to see that and to see other women and to see other people that look like me and and see that they did it and encourage me. So I love to go back and, and help inspire other children as well. Yeah, what has been the response from especially young girls when you're when you're talking to them as a role model and and all that you do? What has been the reaction from them? Oh wow, I've had girls come to me and say that they were encouraged by what I said or just encouraged by what they've seen me do. 
I've actually had little kids at some schools. It's just so funny, but it's cute. They asked me for my autograph, and I'm like, Aww. I'm not famous. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just an engineer. I'm just someone who followed their dreams, and I want you to follow your dreams too. So I, I but it's still just it, it make it warms my heart because I just want, want them to be encouraged. So um, little things like that. So yes, I have some some girls have come to me and said that was really encouraging, inspire me, inspiring, and then sharing some of my struggle. I think some. Sometimes people, when they see engineers or they see people that work at NASA, they think we're these perfect people. We are not. We're just regular people. And I think just sharing some of my struggles and letting letting the students know, especially the girls, school was hard. I mean, I had to work hard and letting them know it's okay to get to get a tutor. It's okay to ask for help. You need to have cheerleaders. You need to have support. And I think just letting them know kind of takes away this mystery or this this halo that people think about uh, people that work at NASA or engineers. So it takes that out, that, that mystery out and helps them to see, Hey, you do have to work hard and they struggle too. Yes. Tiffany, she followed her dreams, but there were struggles along the way. And so that encourages people to, to see that, Hey, I can do it too. This is normal. It's, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to maybe have to take a, a course over again because you don't understand it in the first round. I've had to take courses over again myself to make sure I really understood the material. So I think just being real when I go and talk to children and let them know that it's going to be hard, but it, it's worth it. It's worth it. And you learn even in the struggle, even in the struggle to to complete the classes and to understand the material and to get to where you want to to get to in life. Even that struggle, you learn and you grow. You're stretching yourself and you're making yourself better. And then you can also help people that come behind you to show them, hey, you can do it. You can make it. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. So just being real, I think that really helps young people to see that they can do it. I love that because it's something where even though you have that dream, it won't be smooth sailing or super easy all the time, that there are going to be those obstacles and it is going to be hard. But when you keep moving forward and persevere, that that strength is actually beautiful. Yes. Just never give up. I tell some of the people I I'm on my team and I really, I love my team. They're a great team. And some, sometimes I'll ask them, I say, how are you doing? Are you hanging in there? And they'll tell me, yes, I'm hanging in there. I said, okay, well, if it gets a little slippery, you tie a knot in that rope and you just keep hanging. Just don't <laughs> let go. Don't let go. You know, so you, you only fail when you quit. You only fail when you give up. So as long as you're moving, and I also tell my team and others, as long as you're breathing, you're breathing, you can make it. There's hope. <laughs> there is hope. You're breathing. There is hope. So um, it's, it's never the end. Never give up. You can make it. And and having a good support system and having people around you to help you, it, it's going to be okay. So just keep moving forward. Don't give up. And and before you know it, you'll be at the end and you'll see it. And then, and really, and there really is no end when you think about it. If you're growth minded, there really is no end because you you just continue to get better and better and better. I, I never think of myself as having arrived. You know, I never think of myself as well. I can. Well, now I can put my feet up. You know, I've gotten my, my bachelor's. I've gotten my master's. I've gotten my Ph.D. I've accomplished this. I, could, I never think like that. You can always get better, always do better, always grow. I mean, that's what life is all about. You just always want to improve and just be the best that you can be. So there's always hope. That's so great. Would you say to embrace the challenges? Yes, because that's where you grow. That's where you grow. And, and those 
in those struggles and in the, the tough times, that's where you grow. And that's where you learn. You learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself and and you really stretch yourself and see what you can do. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. I'm just even when I, I look back at my career, I just wanted to work at NASA when I was 11. I just wanted to work at NASA. Everything that I've accomplished thus far, I did not imagine all of this. It's, it's far beyond my dreams. I, I wasn't even thinking about getting a PhD. I wasn't thinking about being a safety uh, branch uh, manager. I wasn't thinking about being a mission insurance manager for STS-135. I just wanted to work at NASA. and But because I gave my best, did my best in everything that I did, it's just the opportunities came and I'm just so thankful and so blessed. So I tell you, just embrace it. Embrace the struggle. Embrace the challenge because it'll make you better. It'll make you better. And and you'll be surprised at the things that you'll see and that you'll accomplish on the other side. So as I said before, just don't minimize those opportunities, even the small ones. You just never know what door that can open up for you. Wow. That is so amazing. And, and following up with that, what would you say to young girls who are interested in STEM and who dream of one day doing what you're doing and working at NASA? I would say work hard, be tenacious, don't give up, have a good support system, have someone in your corner, always be growth minded and never minimize small opportunities because they lead to bigger opportunities. See the big picture. See the big picture. Don't let little small things throw you off. See the big picture. Always keep in the forefront of your mind. I'm going to be an engineer or I'm going to major in math or whatever that is. You always keep that in the forefront of your mind. That's That really, really helped me and blessed me with my mom. She always took me back to my dream and it kept me in the right perspective. Always remember that. And when people tell you you can't, don't don't let that face you. Just use that as fuel to keep moving forward. Say that I can and keep imagine yourself and see yourself in that position doing what you dream, what you dreamed of doing and what you love. So never give up. Never give up. <music> 